Welcome to Pod Squadron. This is the show where we talk about the full scope of the Star Wars experience from the movies, TV shows, games, animation, comics, books, themed experiences, uh, zines, uh, your mama's favorite t-shirt with Lando Calrissian on it. Whatever the case may be, if it is Star Wars related, we are in the mix. So we are headed into the end of the year here and... Um, it, we're we're having it we're having a good time as we go along, and I just want to really quick touch on all the guests we have here. We have director, fight choreographer, performer, puppeteer, and the Chinese pirate Andy Lowe. How's it going, Andy? Doing okay. How's it going? It's going great, my man. And we also have writer, blogger, and occasional cosplay artist, the one and only hot nerd girl Tracy Deering. How are you doing, Tracy? Oh, I'm peachy. Mm, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm coming at you with a migraine, but I'm going to power through it because I'm a professional. <laughs> That's right. We are professionals here. Thank you for that. And we also have performance artist, aerialist, and events designer and coordinator, the kaleidoscope creature, Lexi Lee. How are you doing, Lexi? What what time is it? It's 8 o'clock. It's got to be 8 o'clock because we're starting this. I can't keep track anymore. I'm doing so much overtime at work right now because of the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lucky I'm working right now. <laughs> that, you guys that just want to, they can just watch us all nap. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> we get a little overlay of like, you know, uh, you know, Karelian transports floating over us as we sleep or something. Yeah. And I am um, Mr. Benja, um, artist, former game developer, um, game shit talker, uh, whatever you want to call me. And we are the pod squadron. We're glad to be here for one of the, no, the final episode for us of 2020. Um, oh, no, second no, to last. Second to last. Second no, to last. last. No, our, no, us. Yeah, second to There's last. There's going to be one more episode of the show, but wait a minute. There's what another. are we talking about, guys? <laughs> you don't know what day it is either. It's I know what day it is. Today is the 12th, so oh, the next is the 19th, and then... Basically, we're all hot messes right now. That's the... <laughs> Okay, so what happened? I looked at my calendar and I went ahead and X'd out this week. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, this is the so okay, that's what happened. I shouldn't X out my calendar before I actually go to bed. So there we go. Um, I've I've claimed the being the brainless one this week, so you can't have it. <laughs> this is like, this uh, is like yeah. lock hashtag lockdown problems, right? <laughs> Yeah, everything looks the same from indoors. You know, I don't know the cycle of time anymore. <laughs> Laughing hurts my head. <laughs> no, but nobody's allowed to make Tracy laugh today. <laughs> but uh, how's, how's everybody's uh, end of the year wrapping up? We're starting to get close to everything Ooh. wrapping up holiday year. I don't know if anyone's doing any traveling. Uh, I'm not. Hell no. I mean, I'll probably mm. go down to San Diego, but um, I'm in the middle of producing two digital events. Yay! <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Anything going on in your world, Lexi? Um, just looking for the uh, next gig after the holiday gig ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's really fun. That's what everybody wants to be doing right before Christmas. Job hunting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, the mercenary <laughs> life. Yes, uh, you're part of the, you're part of the guild, so um, yes. <laughs> finding your next uh, bounty puck. puck. 
Yes. <laughs> so, so, so who knows have, where I'll be uh, broadcasting from next? <laughs> basically. Right. Oh, we definitely got a good show for you guys today. There is a lot of news that just got dropped. We don't usually go heavy on the news, um, and we're not going to go too heavy into it this time, but the Walt Disney um, Disney Investor Day happened, and it set the internet on fire. If you didn't see something from Star Wars trending, um, then you're probably you know comatose right now, uh, <laughs> and you weren't on the internet at all because somebody should have told you something about what happened during this uh investor day and we're going to get into that and next of all we'll get into what happens uh, what happened in the last episode of the mandalorian we're going to do our recap review discussion of that of course and we'll let you know before the spoilers come on when that happens so until then don't worry about the spoilers we'll just get to the news and of course we'll have a little fun along the way and may drop some uh surprises or not <laughs> So, but uh, we got the uh, Disney Investor Day thing. Uh, that's pretty much Andy's. A Andy's Disney is your wheelhouse, so I'm going to let you jump into it. <laughs> Go ahead and just, just get what, started. Oh, whatever do you mean, bitch? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, Thursday was Disney Investor Day. Uh, this was a very big event. Um, the, they do basically four quarterly events for all of their shareholders, basically just to do a state of the union. Uh, but this was their huge one, right? Uh, so this was a 2.5 hour event of them updating everything going on in the company. Now, mind you, this is in the shadow of like about 32,000 layoffs uh, across the company. Many of those in in parks, um, our, our Anaheim parks are all still shut down. Um, so it's been a little bleak. But that said, uh, they've done a lot of shifting to streaming. Uh, Disney Plus hit 86.8 million subscribers as of December 2nd. But put that into uh, perspective, Netflix is about around 100, uh, 170 million but that's over however long netflix has been up this is in one year uh that's huge and even that's up 18 percent uh from the 37 uh 73 million subscribers they had only a month ago i have so, to admit i did not see that coming that they would grow that quickly i really didn't they i mean they've been really smart with all of these brands that people love right i mean they've got hulu espn fx uh they're the you know hulu just dropped uh animaniacs that people love fx has a number of major dramas and they've they're still announcing new shows like you know american horror story there's a new ridley scott uh alien series that's coming to wait to these are all well. gonna be on oh wait are these gonna be on disney plus or just streaming in general this is across all of their streaming platforms so they have oh. the, the th main three which is disney plus uh, espn and hulu uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, uh, basically it's, it's kind of all divvied up They're They're able to say all the kind of family and adventure entertainment is with the Disney plus all of the more, um, edgier or rated R stuff is going to Hulu. All the sports entertainment stuff is going to ESPN. This is some major flexing for them. Um, um, as they move into this kind of COVID reality, right? So wait, by comparison, do you know how many CBS all access has after their first year? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I do not know, but not even close. Anybody Wait, in the Twitch chat want to look that up? Want to Google that for us? <laughs> Who, who's following CBS All Access like that? I know the the bold Star Trek nerds. Have like Hello. 
You know, I had to take a shot. I had to I take mean, a shot. You know how Benji, how you say that this is actually Mandalorian plus? Basically, that's yeah. like Star Trek plus. <laughs> uh, paid subscribers for CBS All Access and Showtime standalone streaming services have climbed to seventeen point nine million. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's and, they're, it? Oh, and wow. they're even making a transition. So they're they're uh, actually ever since Viacom and Paramount uh, uh, merged, they're going to be shifting that to Paramount Plus and try to rebrand, rebrand. Um, so that's all coming. But there's a lot of stuff to look up. Uh, again, a lot of really yeah. amazing shows. A lot of the feature films are being shifted to uh, 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 Disney Plus exclusive content um their animated features their live action features um marvel did a huge like i mean we're about to get into lucasfilm but marvel did a huge drop for okay. everything coming up for the next two years but we're not going to get into that go look that up there's plenty to see uh let's get into lucasfilm because lucasfilm well, before, alone before, yeah, oh. so before we leave before we leave the subscriber numbers and that crazy thing that's happening uh, we just want to remind everybody be sure to subscribe and follow <laughs> on uh twitch youtube uh instagram all the all the channels we're out there we want to get our subscriber numbers up to uh 2.2 million at least by the end of the year so uh we'll see how that goes Oh, and Bencha, which uh, yeah. if we only listen to podcasts, can we listen to it on a podcast channel? <laughs> yes, you can, Andy. Oh, wow. He catches the pass. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, you can definitely listen to the podcast on uh, any your favorite audio listening device, whether it be on um, Spotify, iTunes, um, Podbean, uh, Podstreamer, uh, all the different cast boxes while I was trying to think of uh, Stitcher is another famous one. We got them on all of them and also on YouTube. So be sure to uh, like, follow, subscribe, and we'll thank you for the support. I <laughs> have you, not even heard of most of those streaming services. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's weird. There are so many of them, um, but we went and took the time and tried to hit the major, the major outlet. So if we don't have yours on there, um, just hit us up and we'll make sure that they're connected and they're listing pod squadron in there. Um, oh. I just ran into a friend today and he started talking uh, star Wars. So I made him take out his phone and subscribe to pod squadron <laughs> over there. And I was actually hoping like, Oh God, please come up in the search. And we came up right away. So nice. I was happy about that. Yay. Yeah. Excellent. That was you. I feel like that was all your hard work, Benja. So I feel like yeah. we have you to thank for that. Cheers. You're here. Round of applause. The production staff was in the DMs like, you better get this working. I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> the voice of Rob. All right, so carrying on, Andy. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Thank you. So the Lucasfilm Slate, they dropped 10 new streaming series, uh, including some adaptations of non-Star Wars stuff like Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi uh, Adeyemis. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correct. As well as the new uh, Willow series starring Warwick Davis. They also teased two Star Wars feature films and the final Indiana Jones feature. This is hopefully a redemptive, uh, you know, final <laughs> bow for Harrison Ford um, as as the intrepid. Right. You didn't like the Crystal Skull. You didn't like them swinging through the trees with the monkeys. What crystal Skull that doesn't exist. <laughs> Crystal head vodka? No. <laughs> I have, oh, I have that. How about crystal? I, I have that vodka, and I have a, a picture of me shaking hands with Dan Aykroyd <laughs> with my bottle of crystal head crystal <laughs> vodka. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Andy. Um, with, 
I don't know how Lucasfilm operates internally, but do they have is Star Wars a thing and then you have these other divisions or do they cross um do people cross the line and just work on Star Wars when they can and then go work for on an indie film or something else? How does it work? Because I know in, in um, I mean, some companies they keep it really separate, but I, mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, the better analog to that is, is Disney, right? Disney has multiple studios and divisions within Walt Disney Entertainment, right? Disney Animation, uh, Disney Live Action Pictures, you know, um, um, Pixar, Marvel, uh, uh, Lucasfilm. All, everything within Lucasfilm is kind of Lucasfilm. Right. Uh, and of course, that covers everything from Skywalker Sound and um, Industrial Light and Magic. And, you know, of course, these are contractors that do special effects services for almost the entire industry. Right. So the coverage is huge. But of course, um, it is the same, you know, uh, production teams kind of handling everything that is in the Lucasfilm wheelhouse. So, OK, that's what I was getting at. Was there is there a a danger or somebody might be somebody might worry about you know um a lot of effort being being put into you know say the indiana jones feature and that pulls away from something else that they're doing because you can make the argument that they're getting pulled thin now with all the stuff that's going on well you know here's the thing that I, the way i think about it right is that uh this has all been in pre-production for the last three or four years, likely probably since Nancy Kennedy Kennedy took on, right? Um, 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 Nancy, like, Kathleen, Kathleen. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> who's Nancy? <laughs> Nancy Kennedy is actually a great theatrical director who I've worked with before. So, oh, I'm all tired. Oh lord, <laughs> we've established it's 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 been a day. <laughs> Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi, Andy's fire station. Yes. <laughs> yes, there. Uh, shall we get into the feature films that were announced? Uh, so we're going all Star Wars now, right? We're done with Lucas? Going all Star Wars. Yeah. Let's go. Feature films or series or both? It's feature both. films first. Oh, okay. So the two Star Wars feature films they announced, one was the Taika Waititi feature. So this is confirming uh, rumors that have been running for the last year. Um, no details on that. Just that Taika Waititi is helming this, and that's all they had to say. Wait, did you see his post about it and how, how he was like, what? That guy? I can't wait to see how he ruins it. <laughs> that's perfect. So, so okay, for people, who so may not, for people who may not follow the directors and anything, um, why is Taika Waititi, why does that name drop um, make people get excited? Thor! Sorry, I'm Norwegian. <laughs> Thor! <laughs> yeah. Uh, has anyone seen like what we do in the shadows or Jojo Rabbit? Jojo Rabbit. Oh, that one broke my heart. Oh, so so, so uh, New Zealand-based uh, director writer, um, very talented, very offbeat sense of humor, um, um, and also in terms of Star Wars, he made his Star Wars debut in last season's Mandalorian um, um, season finale. Um, directing, directing that uh, or chapter eight, and he was the voice of IG Eleven. Indeed. Yes, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, the next one. This one is actually really exciting to me. So uh, this is will be helmed by Patty Jenkins, who we all know uh, has 
has done a wonderful job with uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, she is doing a new film entitled Rogue Squadron. So if you know Rogue Squadron, you're like, wait a minute, that that rings a bell. Rogue Squadron was the the famed, infamous uh, uh, X-wing squadron of pilots in the original trilogy, led first by Luke Skywalker and then taken on by Wedge Antilles. Uh, these, the you know, the, the, there are zillions of books and comics that kind of followed them, um, but uh, this is a, a new film. Um, the qu- direct quote, this is uh, actually if you go and find uh, uh, Patty Jenkins Twitter, she posted a great little video, just very personal video about how her father was a fighter pilot and lost his life while in service. And um, it ignited this desire in her to turn all of this is a quote. Uh, it ignited all this desire in me to turn all of that tragedy and thrill into one day making the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. Uh, so Kathleen Kennedy's quote was the story will follow a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary pushing high speed thrill thrill ride the legend of rogue squadron has been long beloved by Star Wars fans and will move us into a future era of the galaxy that's I mean in Wonder Woman that's she got to kind of pay homage to her dad too then yeah oh that's sweet as a Navy brat I love that yeah, that gets me all verklempt. The, the 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 little the little teaser is actually great because it's just a personal video of her uh, on rollerblades, you know, and just talking about her relationship with going fast and speed, and you know, kind of connecting with the memory of her father um, as she, Aww. you know, yeah, I definitely definitely go check out her her uh, her Twitter. Okay, I'll be right back. I love. <laughs> I love that they they chose her having that kind of personal uh, connection and and it's I mean it's also just such classic Star Wars to me because the original trilogies had all those dogfights that you know were mirrored off of real dogfights and yeah. so you know it seems like such a, a great way to um, kind of uh, I don't know pass the baton to hand it to somebody who's who's going to be drawing from real life inspiration. Yeah, I'm just yeah. It's just like it's space Top Gun. How can you not love that? <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the two features that they announced. Um, very exciting. That will that is set to release uh, December twenty third, twenty twenty three. So it sounds like they're pretty far along uh, in pre production. Nice. Um, obviously, some time to to get filming, but. It's out there. See, that sounds like it's so far away. And then I'm going to blink and it's going to be 2023. I'm going to be like, sweet. <laughs> I mean, we're already in December. <laughs> I mean, it's still to me, March 270, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. This is like the year that didn't exist. The Pretty year much. that we forgot. Yes. We're, we're all, we're all living in the post Thanos snapping reality, right? Oh yes. <laughs> except like this except this time when he snapped his fingers like slipped all funky. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did something. There reminds me like when I was something. a kid, I thought that you snapped with your ring finger, so I could never fully snap. It's like you That's tried to snap. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. So let's move on to uh I don't want to suck up all the time with this because we could talk about this all night, but uh so the next let's get into all these streaming shows 
right? So these are uh, native to Disney+. Plus. First up, this is actually set in the High Republic era, or rather in the tail end of the High Republic era. This is a show called The Acolyte. This will be led by, uh, this is a mystery thriller from Leslie Headland, creator of Bachelorette and Sleeping, Sleeping with Other People, and one of the brains behind Netflix's mind-bending series Russian Doll. Wait, uh, The Bachelorette as in the reality show? Uh, no, not The oh. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. I don't Bachelor- know, actually. Bachelor. What show is that? I know even less about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I wish I did a little bit re- more research on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll change my opinion either way. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so the long line for this is that uh, shadowy secrets and emergent dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So, uh, speaking of eras, um, have we have has the High Republic ever really been touched on in uh, in anything that people would know? Well, the High Republic hasn't really launched yet, right? I mean, we've talked a little bit about all the High Republic novels that are coming in January. There's a little bit of content. I know, like, there's an Oculus Quest uh, story um, that uh, where that Yoda narrates or something, um, but. Uh, Ultimately, the High Republic isn't supposed to launch until this January. So that's kind of interesting, right? Is that... Uh, uh, Wait, it's coming out in January? Like in no, a no, month? No. The oh. High Republic. So, so, so the idea being is a whole line of stories that take place about 200 years before episode four. Um, that's cool. Is it like the section 31 of Star Wars? Well, so the Acolyte, the thing that this brings to mind the most is basically a Sith-focused storyline, right? Uh, There's a lot of uh, Twitter action that people are wondering if this is maybe the origin story for Darth Plagueis, um, or, or could it be just some other, you know Jedi in this time of the High Republic that is supposed to be, as they've been pitching it, the High Republic is like a high time for the the Jedi Order in very early, you know, formative time. There is no dark side presence at all. So this is perhaps the first Sith, first Sith presence in, you know, a hundred years or something. Right. So you said uh, 200 years before um, A New Hope? Roughly, episode- yes. So this is all still before episode one. Yeah, the Phantom. Well, well before the Yeah, so no one's seen this before in um, an animated or a live action form, right? I mean, that's the thing, right? Um, like they've they've announced some of these books and some of the main characters that are making up their Jedi and Padawan. They have a tease that a young, a young felt six hundred year old Yoda is around during this time, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, come uh, on, baby, baby Yoda looks old, so I don't know what they're talking about. Ring Capacity is saying that he thinks it's going to be about the first Sith Apprentice. That would mm-hmm. be a good guess. Um, yeah, so it's very interesting. You know, this is the other thing, too. I, I remember, like, there were rumors about a, a you know, untitled Leslie Headland-led Star Wars project. Mm. No one knew if it was a feature or a series or anything. Uh, but at that time, and that would be like about a month ago, they were saying it was a 
female-led series. Um, that was the only thing we knew. So, my my interesting. My bet is it's the real Baby Yoda series. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said in the chat. Somebody, uh, oh yeah, it's Baby the, Yoda. It's the real Baby Yoda series. <laughs> actual Baby Yoda. Actual. <laughs> Wait, we've got somebody who's only five chapters into Mando. Okay, oddball. We'll we'll give you a spoiler alert when when we start talking about Mandalorian. Yes. Think, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, by the way, I was gonna say I think it's really quite clever move on their part to uh, have Leslie Headland and have that make make it a thriller mystery right off the heels of how um, popular Mando has been as a genre series in and of itself. So I I love that they're you know, going ahead and combining uh, another part of the Star Wars versus another genre. Are, are you familiar with any of her other, her shows? Hmm? Are you familiar not with as, any of... Not as much. I'm mostly familiar with Russian Doll. Cool. Mm. You don't watch The Bachelorette? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on. With the, uh, we got animation to get on to. I'm sorry. Can I tell a quick story about Russian Doll? Like, that's the one that stars... What's her name? Natasha... What's her name? Yeah. Um, but, I know, I know. From American Pie, the redhead with the red hair, curly hair. I used Black to. <laughs> no, I no. I used to work across the street from the Rainbow Room and the Key Club, and I would go across the. St yes, thank you, Natasha Le Leon, Lion, Leon, Lion, whatever. Leon? You know what I mean. I Leon, know. I do. I guess it's Leon. Anyway, um, I used to work across the street from from those two places, and I would go there sometimes for lunch. And I walked into the Rainbow Room to pick up a to-go order. And I just sort of like looked behind me because I was looking around waiting. And Natasha Leone was sitting at like the back table. And as soon as I looked over there, she growled at me. <laughs> she growled? She was sitting there by herself and she just like went, Arr! and I was like. <laughs> All right. And then I took my lunch and I left. I was like, uh. but I think she went through like a little bit of, um. what's the chick who played Lois Lane? And she like went crazy and they found her in a bush, like with her teeth missing. I think she went through, <laughs> didn't she go through a period like that? And then she got Russian doll and she's been fine ever since. But I think it was during that period. That's my Natasha Leone story. Now I need to look that up because I don't know enough about Natasha Leone. To... <laughs> See, you're, you're not helping Benja's uh, Benja's uh, bias against us actor and, and artist types. <laughs> Thank you, Margot Kidder. And yes, she literally growled at me, Paul. She literally growled at me. <laughs> I'm in my own business. I get growled at by Natasha Leone. <laughs> anyway, continue. Continuing. Okay. Uh three new animation series um rather actually okay two animation series and one kind of vague thing so i'll get into that in a sec first up star wars visions this is an 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 an, an anthology animation series featuring the biggest names in japanese anime uh this is set to release sometime in 2021 um the way they kind of describe this is just they literally recruited a number of the biggest names in anime and said, do a Star Wars story. Um, <laughs> I, I Not imagine... to be confused with WandaVision. Yes. Uh, but, I, but I imagine the, if you like remember, like, um, what is it? Gotham Knights uh, or uh, uh, the Animatrix, something along those lines where it's just they, uh, they just opened it up for um, Japanese animators to interpret Star Wars. And... 
the next one uh this one should be really a lot of fun so if anyone's a fan of the clone wars uh the bad batch are coming uh this is a panic sand that was a really the interesting bad reveal bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the bad bitch <laughs> Hashtag. I know that came up in the development <laughs> rooms. You know. Wait, is Ming when is she doing the voice? Uh, we don't know. They didn't announce a cast, right? I mean, obviously, we we know that uh, uh, what's his name is 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 uh, attached to do all the clones, of course. Tamara Morrison. No, um, um, is it Dee Bradley Baker? No. Oh, who does them for the animated? It stuff. is Dee Bradley Baker, I think. Um, uh, who's an amazing voice actor. Uh, but uh, it looks, yeah, they, they did release a trailer that's available online. And yes, there does appear to be a character that shows up in two or three shots that has the full Fennec Shand helmet and costume design, which is a pretty cool thought, right? This is supposed to take place right after the, um, or just as the Galactic Empire is declared. Um, and uh, we'll see whether or not they are, well, they seem to be, you know, it looks like space a team. You know, this might be why this might be why she can't um, go join them on the mission because she the ISB would know what she looks like. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um. So yeah. Da 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 da. Sorry. <laughs> But then the timeline, yeah, oh, that would be about you know, 20 you know, I, actually, I actually didn't realize that that was a 2021. So that's, um, so, okay. If that one's in 2021, so we're, and, and Star Wars Vision. So it, from what I understand, they're pretty much going to try to have a continual something coming out on Disney Plus so no one stops subscribing. <laughs> well, I mean, I love this. I think they're going to do a, a little bit of a relay race with uh, with Marvel, right? Because we know we get um, WandaVision starting in January too, right? So, yeah. but um, yeah, the the Bad Batch was premiered in the season seven of Clone Wars, so we got you know a little bit of a taste in that uh, of 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 what that will be like there. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, the last thing uh, in animation is Droid Story. Uh, so the quote that I pulled that I found kind of interesting, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities for us to explore. Uh, this is a new series about C-3PO and R2-D2 uh, with a new master of some sort. So they say, hold on, hold on, journey. hold on, hold on. What's that supposed to mean? The intersection of animation and visual effects offers new opportunities for us to explore. Like, how does that... That's it's, really expensive art school talk, is what that yeah, is. It's, yeah, <laughs> it really is. I love it. Is it kind of <laughs> like the like the storyline stuff of video games, like that level of animation? I mean, that's that's the question, right? I mean, Lucasfilm has been pioneering special effects and animation things. I mean, right now they're building more and more of these uh, stagecraft stages with the LED walls, right, um, uh, to to meet the demand of all their production. So presumably they've got. So I'm guess just imagining the Lucasfilm guys have like been R and Ding some new thing, and they're like, I want to play with this. <laughs> if George got to make Jar Jar, we want to make this thing. <laughs> Doing that kind of makes sense for droids because when you do it with humans, you know, I don't know, maybe there's yeah. something uh, that's easier to do with droids or 
it's all machinima or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the logline is the epic. This epic journey will introduce us uh, to a new hero, guided by the most iconic duo on a secret mission known only to them. And that iconic duo is R two D two and C three PO. I just want more R two D two. I'm 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 happy about this. I I, I feel like I haven't had enough R two <laughs> in a while. I wonder if Anthony Daniels will be involved. Oh, you know he is. He, say, he says he's in for the ride, like all <laughs> ride of uh, Star Wars and T-3PO droids he's in for. So The man needs a job. He wants he's a job. the only one who's been in everything, right? At this point, because he's still yeah. alive. I guess he hasn't been on Mandalorian yet, though. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the movies. He's been on all Fair the enough. movies. Yeah. Okay, so we have the Galactic Civil War era coming up now. That's another era that we're talking about. What's going on with that one, Andy? So we have three streaming series announced here. So the first one is Lando. Uh, so this is going to be directed and led by Justin Simeon, who uh, directed Dear White People. Uh, also, of course, starring Donald Glover. There were rumors a while back that Billy D. Williams was attached, but there are no announcements specifically to that. But uh, this is a to-be-determined release date. Uh, but that should be a lot of fun to kind of return to Lando as we saw him in the Han Solo uh, 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 solo solo movie. Hmm. <laughs> I suspect this will be more interesting than we think. Um, oh, and I and I expect it to be plenty interesting. <laughs> if if you've never seen what Donald Glover does on his own. And, you know, what Justin Simeon, uh, Dear White People does, it, it's interesting stuff is it, is it confirmed is it confirmed to be donald glover though or oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. he is brilliant on his own i mean so brilliant. no but in in the announcement they literally said it's donald glover yes, yes. okay mm -hmm. okay the only the only thing they didn't mention was billy d williams but that was a rumor a while back right i mean i could totally imagine billy d williams you know hello children <laughs> Let me tell you Way this time when I was <laughs> when I got my third cape. I'll tell you that story. I would love that. I would be all for it. Uh, and then uh, finally, we have a title for the Cassian Andor show, which is just Andor. Uh, this is uh, the Cassian Andor K2SO series with Diego Luna and uh, Alan Tudyk. Uh, this is set up as a spy thriller leading up to the events of Rogue One in Episode 4. Uh, they have announced a cast. They are starting filming now in London at the new uh, stagecraft stage that they're building in London at the Pinewood Studios. Uh, Mon Mothma is said to return, and this is the same actress who played Mon Mothma in Episode 3. And uh, they're really going to dig into this kind of uh, a spy thriller, uh, you know, exploring kind of the, the moral ambiguity of, you know, all the wrong things you do for the right causes. And this is set to release in 2022. I am too. I love Diego Luna. I'm really excited with all of the, uh, all the representation in these. I know. Well, Latino representative is Diego Luna and you can't like, I mean, you can't be mad about that, especially since they're not giving us very much of Pedro Pascal's pretty face. So, like, <laughs> It's another guy with stubble. Give us Diego Luna. Um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm sure he will like... muss his hair for you. <laughs> I just right? want to like yeah. snuggle. I want to snuggle his head. Just snuggle it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just want his head as my teddy bear. Uh, but uh, there is <laughs> there is a sizzle reel on YouTube. I definitely encourage you to check that out because uh, they just started production. There's some great interview with him and talking about uh, his excitement coming back to this character and coming back to this world. You can see some of the sets they've been building. Um, they you know touted like you know costumes for up to up to like 200 extras plus their original cast um, uh, or their their core cast members. Um, some should be some cool stuff for that. It's interesting. The uh, it, the the industry and the people involved seem to be very excited about it. But when you ask around to the community, at least the community that I've seen in the chat boards and things, it's kind of like Andor. <laughs> oh, that guy, the guy from Rogue One. <laughs> uh, I guess so. I guess they're doing a show about that. So it's it's just interesting play, you know, seeing how Disney and everyone else is reacting to it versus. The people on Twitter, they're like, okay, Andor. Yeah, I got but, it. They, but they said the same thing about a show about a Mandalorian that wasn't exactly. Boba Fett. True. Exactly. People said the same Not thing. exactly the same. This oh, is Oh, yes, they did. It, it's the, <laughs> no, they said that. But this is on another level. It's like, okay, the guy from Rogue One, may I, okay. A Mandalorian is like, okay, this is kind of cool, I guess. It's not Boba. Okay, but it's a guy in a suit. I'll take it. <laughs> that's just my that's just my perception from what I was getting from the I mean, interweb. Once to, it I mean, starts to, airing, they'll be on board. To, to to me, it's all about you know them taking a cue from Marvel in terms of being smart about keeping things genre specific. Right? Is that sure. Star Wars doesn't have to be a single genre if they really lean into yeah. the to the kind of dark, gritty, you know, thriller, Tinker Taylor, uh, soldier spy aspect of the pre-galactic civil war. There's a lot of story to mine there. Yeah. And uh, ring capacity here in the, in the Twitch chat says, I like that some of these are limited series. I think that's a great idea. I think yeah. all of us here will totally agree with that. You know, you got a little story to tell, go ahead and tell it, expand the universe, um, tell some great stories and move on. I think that's, that's a, a great very idea. British thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, streaming's got to figure out a, a, a new way to to do this, right? I mean, there, and there's a great model there in BBC. <laughs> um, the the next series, and this is the one that, of course, everyone is excited about, and even more excited about after their uh, announcements. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series and uh, Kathleen Kennedy just hit it off straight out the gate and just said Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. She didn't say Anakin. She said Darth Vader. And she followed up with saying, quote unquote, it will be the rematch of the century, <gasps> which implies there will be a confrontation. <laughs> Which is wait, but in A New Hope, when Vader and Obi Wan meet on the Death Star, it's kind of implied it's the first time they've seen each other since Revenge of the Sith, right? Not necessarily. I mean, if you if you take it line for line, right? He says, uh, "When we last met, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master." Right. You're right. Uh, but that said, as far as Obi Wan Kenobi is concerned. He left him for dead, uh, you know, to melt in a in a fire pit. He hasn't seen 
Anakin since that. Therefore, he has no reason to know that he's more machine than man or that he's even survived. Well, but then it's also implied that once he dropped off Leia um, then he, and dropped off Luke on Tatooine, then he just stayed on Tatooine and didn't and was a hermit and didn't really right. go anywhere. So are they going uh, my question for this series is how are they going to reconcile him being a hermit on Tatooine and obviously having other adventures post Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, it's it's a good question. Uh, uh, we'll have to see. I, I imagine. I hope he goes off planet. I, I hope he go. He leaves because uh, I don't want. I mean, obviously, I don't want Darth Vader to show up on Tatooine, right? <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but we have to see. You know, this is an opportunity to see how Kenobi learns that Anakin's alive. That he's you know out there and. Yeah, yeah, that could be an interesting um, kind of cat and mouse story where they're both kind of finding out ab about each other without necessarily having that big confrontation, and it's leading up to that. I don't know. It's a that's it's very intriguing to me. So, um, and that was definitely a very carefully thrown out line by Kathleen yeah. Kennedy to get this kind of discussion going on. So, very cool. You know, I mean, now that I think about it too, like like. Luke has a, has a whole exchange with Obi Wan where he's where he's like I can turn him or in Return of the Jedi he says I can turn him back you're still good in him, and uh, and Obi Wan's response is uh, I once thought as you right I don't remember the whole line but right the, but that, I mean I don't know so maybe maybe Obi Wan fails at trying to turn him back. This makes me happy because young Obi Wan being a hermit on Tatooine is just like a whole lot of pretty wasted. <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out there. I like the pretty. Right. pretty. The galaxy pretty. deserves to see it. I mean, don't deny the galaxy that face. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, so. I, just, I just made it awkward <laughs> for the boys, but that's okay. I don't care. No, about no, it's, it's, it's no, all no. Good. I care it's about good. my own. As, as the, that visual stimulation. <laughs> it's Ages all good. Very pretty man. Age is like fine spotchka. Hey, you know what? I, I mean, I, I, I would, I would love to for for you and McGregor to have a, a flashback with with Satine. I mean, I, I want to. I would love to see a live action Satine. But oh yeah. Some uh, attack of the Clones level uh, romance. <laughs> Cow surfing. More yeah. cow surfing. That's what we need. No. Romantic no. cow surfing. Yeah. R romantic fruit fruit uh, forcing. I don't know what that is. Fire, romantic <laughs> fireplace boob heaving. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> king. It's I don't know where to go after Frodo <laughs> fruit and boob heaving and uh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Andy. Oh. This is great. <laughs> This has so far been a kind of a fun episode, actually. I gotta say. <laughs> um, okay. The, last but not least, uh, the Favreau Filoni verse. We have three shows. That's right, three shows. Uh, so the Mandalorian season three will re return. Uh, they do specifically say that it will be premiering Christmas 2021, which is an interesting thing. Oh, that that's a year? Uh, the late. Well, that's more than a year, right? Because we've been having fall premieres. They're specifically saying Christmas 2021, which 
makes you wonder what's going to happen between then. They didn't announce anything. Like a um, pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it could be that. But uh, there's still the rumors that, that the Boba Fett uh, uh, limited series is filming now in Los Angeles, uh, which is the why uh, uh, Mandalorian will not start filming until January. But so, but they have not announced that yet. So, who knows? Uh, also, that show will be joined by two new shows for that Filoni and Favreau will be helming. One is Ahsoka, uh, so a confirmed <laughs> spin-off show for Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> I think Lexi's excited. You're kind of rocking some Ahsoka shoulder here, going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. So of course, yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of hoping <laughs> that you know, basically, I mean, uh, presumably we're going to see Sabine Wren from Rebels, right? Um, Ezra, if so please. So Lex, yeah. Lexi, what are you looking forward to in this one? We got, I got to know. I, I would love to. I want to see who they cast as live action Ezra if they bring him back. Presumably, man, I hope they do that. Uh, live action Sabine, please. That would be fantastic. Um, I'm. I mean, really, I, I'm just. I am so wildly excited. I had. I had something on that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that I'm. I'm really excited uh, about. I said it. Mentioned it before. I said like, oh, representation. But I mean, like to have. Um, Diego Luna and to have Rosario Dawson as like, you know, headlining their various, their, their respective um, shows is just like, oh, makes my heart so happy. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, really, I'm, I'm excited to see where they take it. I, I, I um, oh, maybe they'll have Thrawn and maybe we'll, maybe it'll be the same. If they, if they bring Thrawn into Mando, maybe it'll be the same actor. They better, they better, I mean, that would make sense, right? I think so. They're going to totally like Buffy angel this. They are going to, yeah, they're going to. Well, so getting into that, right? So we have the Ahsoka show. Um, I'm also equally excited. I I love the character. I also love that Ahsoka offers you opportunities to get into all the weird force stuff, right? Like with her connection to the world between worlds and the the whole uh, Mortis arc gods or the Mortis gods. Like there's opportunity to get deep into that mythology. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) It's funny talking to people who aren't into the weird four stuff. They're like, what the hell are the wills, man? And... <laughs> wait, wait. The living force and the other four? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of gets weird sometimes, um, just so you know. But it's cool. Uh, so the next show, also in uh, helmed by Favreau and Filoni, is Rangers of the New Republic. So this is a show that they did not really... So both of these shows, they didn't really say much about them or mention a cast. But presumably, uh, this is a show, um, possibly the Cara Dune show that's that's been, been rumored. And when we think about all of these kind of characters that they've been uh, kind of lifting up this whole season, you know, like uh, Carson Teva, um, I mean, I could see this actually as a really interesting premise of these you know, band group of, of, you know, ex rebels, current new Republic uh, uh, soldiers whose job is to basically just, you know, go out into the, the, the outer rim and figure out what's going on with all of these uh, Imperial remnants. 
Which, like, with Carson Tava, when he's coming in and out of all these episodes, the, I'm blanking on the guy's name from Kim's Convenience, the actor who's, like, a major Star Wars fan. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's so many stories we're missing in between his little drop-ins yeah. that I want to see all those stories that are... And then, and then what would be cool is if they show him and then they show him dropping in on the Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. And then going off and doing other adventures. Paul, and then Paul Sun Jung Lee. Paul Sun yes, Jung yes, yes, yes. Appa. And then dropping off and showing oh. like him talking to Cara Dune and then jumping okay. off of it. Yeah. I just had to look up Carson <laughs> Taylor. I'm like, yeah. I, I had to actually look him up. I was like, wait a minute, which guy is that again? Okay, the <laughs> yeah, that guy. I mean, I mean, you, you know that that like like the uh, the story group were probably like just fucking with Filoni and they wrote it for for you know Wolf. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so like, fine, we'll invent Carson Tava. <laughs> Which so so ring capacity here is saying that it, he wants to see more stories about the average Joes, but that just that would kind of be yeah. an epi- like a series about the random Joes. And my mouse isn't working again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> so, All right. So can I? Run- can I run down this uh, release calendar? Or are we are we uh, or are not we quite out of this yet, right? So, so, so the the log line here that they said for these three shows, that set within the timeline of the Mandalorian, these interconnected shows, along with future stories, will excite new audiences, embrace our most passionate fans, and will culminate in a climactic story event. Uh, so that implies truly a Filoni Favreau verse. Uh, I just heard like climaxes, some, cri- some crisis on Infinite Earths, but yeah, Star well, Wars and, feel. <laughs> and 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 per what you were saying, Tracy, I, I I will not be surprised to see a tease of a, a Thanos-like tease of Grand Admiral Thon, Thrawn. I mean, that's still pure conjecture at this point, but I mean that would absolutely make sense of letting Thrawn be a big bad across these three shows. I could see Matt Smith playing Thrawn. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm got, fine like, the with bones um, and the chin. I'm still fine with uh, with uh, uh, what's his name with um, Lars Lars Mickelson. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. Yeah, he would be a good <laughs> action too. Just paint him blue. We wouldn't need to change things. Paint oh him Lord. <laughs> give him give him a mystique treatment. <laughs> yeah. If uh, you guys, so- we're like an hour in and we haven't even talked about the episode yet. I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. I yeah, yeah, hard. that's you know. It's a big week, you guys. It was a bad week for me to be brain dead and <laughs> for us all to be tired. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Benja, do you want to run, run through this? Yeah, sure. So, well, with all the stuff going on, of course, you've got, got a release calendar. Let you know what you're dealing with here. Mandalorian Season 3, Christmas 2021. So we're not going to go far from uh, this this season into the next season. We pretty much will have it up pretty soon. Star Wars Visions, the animated one in 2021. Star Wars: The Bad Batch, 2021. Indiana Jones Five. Uh, actually, I'm going to leave off the uh, non-Lucas ones. I mean, non-Star Wars ones. Uh, Star Wars Andor, 2022. Uh, Rogue Squadron, December 23rd, 2023. Oddly specific. Um, it's a movie. <laughs> Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is to be determined Rangers of the New Republic to be determined Ahsoka, Lando, The Acolyte A Droid Story, the Taiki Watiti film All to be determined But that is a lot of stuff on the slate They once said that we may have Star Wars uh, Fatigue 
obviously not the case because they're they're going doubling down with all of this Star Wars content whole lot um we may be able to get into a little bit of what we're what we're excited about later on towards the end of the show uh but we got to move on anything else on the the list there anybody want to jump in on i'm just glad they're bringing warwick davis back yes (laughs) and marvel has proven that we don't necessarily get fatigue if the product is good that is true okay we should talk about the episode should we do spoiler warning okay (laughs) Spoiler warning. Uh, I got so I got so much news going on that I was just like, where am I at? Uh, how many shows is this? I lost count. Um, all these actors. It's it's a pretty wild time. But back to the current and uh, back from the future. Mandalorian season two, episode seven, a.k.a. chapter 15. This is um, where we put our spoiler warning on. Uh, we're just going to do it from here. Uh, so now if you haven't seen this episode or previous episodes of The Mandalorian, we're letting you know right now, we're going to be dropping it. Uh, some things are happening and we're getting towards the finale. So give us that synopsis and overview. Andy. All right. Synopsis. Uh, chapter 15, The Believer. Great title, actually. Uh, with help from the New Republic Marshal of Planet Navarro, Cara Dune, Mando has arranged for the release of Miggs Mayfield, Bill Burr, an ex-imperial Feld. deserter. Huh? Mayfeld. Mayfeld? What did I say? Field. 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 Oh, Mayfield? Mayfeld. Mayfeld. Uh, an ex-imperial deserter who previously double-crossed Din Djarin last season in Chapter 6, the prisoner with Miggs' memory of imperial access codes and protocols, Din, along with Cara Dune, Fennec Shand, and Boba Fett, hope to slice into imperial servers to find the location of Moff Gideon's star cruiser and rescue Grogu before Gideon can harm the child as part of his insidious plans. I just realized, Andy... That your 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 intros like that, it's intentional. That's the crawl for our episodes. <laughs> it's totally intentional. <laughs> no, we, like, we gotta make your like like when I read these crawl. when I when I read these off, I imagine like the Clone Wars like you know. Uh, <laughs> it reads music in my head. But... <laughs> All right, so what do we think about this one? I uh, I enjoyed it, and. Jeez, it's uh, getting getting close to the end. They dropped some things on us. Um, g- general sentiments. I just want to know how you guys feel about it right quick. Excellent director pick for this one. I mean, all their directors are talented, but I, I know I said that in chat earlier with you guys. I am so glad they picked Rick for to direct this episode. Um, yeah. And didn't I, he direct the other Bill Burr episode too? Yes. I don't. Yes. What he said. <laughs> Uh, no, I I loved I loved the uh, plot points used as opportunities to develop and deepen character to tie into character arcs further. Um, that's that's why I mentioned uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Okay, I think he's particularly good at doing that. Was he one of the fighter pilots that? Uh, John Favreau brought in. It was like Dave Filoni, uh, one of the female was, directors, and mm-hmm. Deborah Deborah Chow. Yeah. yeah, it was all. It was all. All yeah. He was one of the three directors that did. Oh, that did hi, the Andy. <laughs> oh, we've lost him. We lost Andy. He'll be back. 
So yeah, I, it's funny with um with the short uh, seasons that they they're doing with Mandalorian. It's only eight episodes. You know, I'm usually one that's pushing for a lot of chain serialized plot elements, but this one actually at the, even at the very end, it wasn't one. It was a character show, and we got to. And I think that's leading up to the ending where, you know, we get to see how these characters play out. We got, um, we got the man, you know, we got Mando and, you know, Bill Burr kind of playing off of each other and we're really getting into these characters. And I think that that's an interesting play on the episode right before the last one, I was expecting a cliffhanger, but I don't know, Lexi, maybe you can give us some insight on, you know, that type of play that they're doing with, how they're laying out the story. So interestingly enough, um, and I, I thought it was so brilliant the way that they managed to, to do this because I don't see many uh, films, TV shows that manage to give you a big payoff moment like Din Djarin taking his helmet off, what, for the second time? It's the se second time in the series right. he's done it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, second that we've time. seen his face. He took it yeah. off in the village, but we didn't see his face. Yeah, it's yeah the second time that we get the that the audience gets to see his face, and so that's a big like payoff moment for an audience. And they've managed to do that and turn it into a build. Kind of, you know, how we were talking two episodes ago when um, we said, "Oh, like it was it was Ahsoka's when we went, oh, there's." Um, there was a lot of action. The uh, the character st like the the, the character uh, build was there, but the like dramatic tension we felt was missing. And then the next episode, they just you know they they destroyed the Razor Crest. They took Grogu away from us. They did all you know, and they just like pulled the pulled the rug out from us. It's that build, build, build. And so they've just given us. And, and literally because, you know, right down to the psychology of connecting to somebody more when you see their face, they've just given us Din Djarin at his most vulnerable. Um, they've, he's at his most vulnerable, but he's also at his strongest. And I, I think they've really laid out what his challenge as a character is clearly for the first time. Um, and, and Mayfeld has a big part in laying that out as well. The challenge is never, the question is never, what is Din Djarin willing to do? Because he's a Mandalorian. We've already seen that he's willing to like put his life on the line for some crazy things. So we know, we know how far he'll go to get Grogu back in, in so far as like, will he risk his own life? But you finally get the answer to this question of he's willing to reconsider what the way means to him. Um, that that Grogu means so much to him that he's willing to ab abandon his first, his, the, the definition that he has of the way when we meet him, because he, he made felt kind of points out that's, you, you know, what, what is it? Is it your helmet? Is it just any helmet? Are you just, mm -hmm. are we just not allowed to see your face? What yeah. is it? Um, which, which really solidifies what, you know, we have been talking about in previous episodes that, the question is really like, what does the way mean for our Mandalorian? And he has to define that. So like that's, this is the first time where we've seen that. So the stakes are as high as they're, they're, as they're going to be, I think for him, so that we, we get set up in the next episode to have some kind of, um, yeah, 
they're 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 gonna i don't i don't know what they're gonna do to us emotionally in the next episode but it's gonna it's gonna be something <laughs> did, did you uh what so i cut out of course but um, You're back. yeah i'm back <laughs> uh uh did you talk about like kind of the dark mirror effect uh, with, with, with mayfeld and, and mando oh they're the how they're like the yin yang of each other I have not seen a character foil used that well in a long time. Like usually when yeah. people say like, oh, character foils, like it's something you hear about in like, you know, your like intro classes for like, you know, theory or writing or directing or whatever. So, and, so and what do they mean by character foils? So set this up for the people right, who may so, not. Um, and it's been, it's been a hot second since I've had to define a character foil. That should have been something <laughs> I had ready to go. That, that's, that's something I should have had ready to go. Um, and, and yet, so, so character foils are basically uh, a character that exhibits opposite or conflicting um, behaviors uh in order to reveal things about the first character mm-hmm. um, or the or the main character, and so in this case, you've got Mayfeld and you have um, Mando, and it's brought into really really clear relief that they're that they are foils. When Mayfeld's like, "We're we're not alike," and Mando's like, "We're nothing alike," you know, like the standard, yeah. like I'm nothing like you. It's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> so, and so, like so that's so when you know. <laughs> can, can can I like like reference like some of these specific lines really hit me right um he says uh when he's talking about all of the villagers that they drive past he says uh empire the empire the new republic it's all the same to them um he talks about how um you know uh if you believe uh, if you're from alderaan you believe one thing if you're from mandalore you believe another thing but neither of them exist right now seems like your rules start to change when you get desperate enough everybody's got their lines they won't cross until things get messy yeah. Love yeah. That. And that's right. And so that kind of ties into what I was saying while, uh, while, while we had lost you for a moment, which <laughs> is that we see that the real, the real question for Dinjarin in, in the season is not, you know, um, are you willing to make sacrifices for, for this kid? Because he is, he's a Mandalorian. He goes out of his way to do scary shit for, you know, money. Um, uh, and, uh, Man, in case anybody was ever wondering what the Taken speech, Liam Neeson's Taken speech would sound like in the Star Wars universe, like we got our answer. <laughs> that was that was great how he parroted the speech right back to him. Although yeah. it did make me wonder why he was giving up the element of surprise. But just hearing him throw that back in Moff Gideon's face was kind of worth it. Yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Moff Gideon is like, you know, talking to any other possible moths out there <laughs> just like <laughs> uh, you, like look at this voicemail this guy sent me it's crazy he's just like <laughs> i'm coming for you who does that why did i get this voicemail no he's is he's isb they don't talk they're they're so secretive although i keep i keep i keep in my head mistaking it for ibs which is like irritable <laughs> oh, bowel <God>. syndrome right <laughs> i have to keep like every single time i think of isb i have to like take a mental like pause and be like it's sb not bs okay cool <laughs> no yeah, and we got, uh, it seems like a lot of people are definitely getting into um what bill burr brought to the show you know we hadn't seen a uh, a more somber side i guess of him until this episode Who and we got to see such a good actor by the way that too yeah yeah, uh, yeah a yeah. little Aaron, dra- 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 drama flexing interesting yeah Aaron not Bruce in the threads that uh he, and from chat said he, he stole the show I definitely agree there yeah. and um 
Sibramaki also commented, I really appreciated the look in his eye when he decides to blast with the officer. Yeah. Yeah. Just all these little bits that people have really enjoyed. Fun, fun little, like just note from a, from a directing take a lot of times when, when I'd be casting a, a serious scene, I would often uh, audition or pick a comedic actor mm-hmm. because for comedic actors to be funny, they have to be genuine. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so when you when you toss them into a serious scene, they're very genuine about it. Uh, uh, the the other thing too, I, I just loved the juxtaposition of right, like getting out of that scene you're talking about, Lexi, and the next thing we see, like we go through this action scene, right, and the next thing we see are well, a we're we're happy to see Tie Fighters and Stormtroopers backing them up because they've basically <laughs> saved them, and you see these Stormtroopers cheering for them. Right, and it's gritty, mm-hmm. and their 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 tr- armor is dirty. It's like it looks like it's out of like they're in the trenches. It humanizes in World War I, them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how did and- those stormtroopers have good aim all of a sudden? By the way, those are the only stormtroopers I've ever seen have such good aim. Well, there's a story tease about that, but we can we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> or I don't know, should we get into that now? Uh, about uh, wait, v- Valen Hess? No, not just yet. Um, okay, because. Uh, I- that scene, um, and we're talking about the, the transport scene where the other transports are getting blown up and then uh, the TIE fighters come in. Part of that actually actually bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, intentionally, um, you know, it was intentional that they did this, but it kind of bothered me a little bit because, you know, you've got these guys sweeping in, um, saving the day, but the... It, the the rhodium rhodium is it yeah um, rhodonium rhodonium yes the rhodonium that they're carrying that's not a good thing um the empire hasn't been helpful to the the villagers and when you look back you kind of thought of those pirates as being bad guys but they were probably they were doing a noble act by getting rid of this well, and you know it didn't kind of hit me until back to bill burr's acting he was kind of like yeah, didn't think I'd find myself cheering for the Empire. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. I was kind of cheering for the, uh, you know, I mean, it, it was just weird. The, the, the was brilliant good thing is that film. he turns around. Uh, he, uh, sorry. They're just good propaganda film techniques. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just on, on a basis of that, just good propaganda film techniques. That Yeah, that's it. <laughs> The, the the brilliant thing is he, he Mando opens the window he shoots at the guys he's like pirates and then the next reveal is they're not trying to steal the Rhydonium they're trying to blow it up right which means these are rebels right right and speaking from a director's point of view that scene where he is shooting at the side and then he goes back in and goes up the hatch is all one cut. Mm-hmm which I thought was really brilliant on the director's hat part because it really puts us in yeah. the place that we're supposed to mm-hmm. be in and it, it gives us a good perspective. Yeah, that's, I mean, to, to me, that's just key, Rick, the director. I, I mean, you see that if anybody has seen Dope, um, it, it, that, that movie too, he's got a real talent for taking sequences that could just be pure plot or action and, and really, um, how, how did I how did I say? It? He's got a talent for pulling moments of raw vul- vulnerability out of his actors, and he's got a, a talent for taking things that could just be action and finding like the the genuine human perspective on them, like the visual perspective to kind of make you inhabit it. 
and uh, identify more with characters. Yeah, uh, Ring Capacity says in the chat, uh, those pirates were freedom fighters. Mando killed 30 rebels. Uh, yeah. How does that feel? Well, stings, killed right? or maimed. I mean, not all of them <laughs> died. True, true. The ones on the bikes, I think they were probably toast. <laughs> like, 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 I'm just, I'm just thinking about the grenade to the bike going. How fast were they going? But we got to see his spear skills, which this... is what's going to like. Yeah. I mean, now we know like yeah. the Beskar spear versus the dark saber. How that's kind of kind of play out like we it's yeah. like okay he knows what he's doing with a stick and of course mm -hmm. game of thrones fans already knew that but you know <gasps> and hopefully we still get right don't do that to my heart i've had a long day <laughs> you're talking to the person who, who who may or may not have dealt with her stress by starting a new fallout game and then making her husband <laughs> spending a half hour making the husband look like pedro pascal even though he like is only you only see his face twice which is kind of my point. Ah, you only see his face twice. <laughs> but in Game of Thrones, isn't that a very the the style that he used is a very Japanese style, isn't it? No, uh, he he was he was tra he trained with a wushu with a wushu. Oh, wushu. Uh, oh, okay. So it's a, it's a Chinese. Yeah. I kind of oh. hope. I kind of. I mean, maybe maybe they won't have time to in include it, but I kind of hope there's like a, a a scene with him and and Boba Fett sparring. Like training, right? Even if it's, it's just for practice, right? Yeah, sparring, like just like with like. Oh, the, okay. Like, like hopefully they they can do that because of tomorrow um, tomorrow Morrison's uh, um, his experience with his traditional Maori combat styles. Yeah. To have we, a, a right. Can we talk about his armor for a second and how it got a new paint job? Except oh, yeah, for pretty, the pretty paint job. the dent, like that was yeah. like the one thing that he left. So his helmet just looks like a Death Star. Hey, you gotta leave some things alone. It's like a memory, right? Like he just didn't fix that dent. I, you know, I gotta say, uh, my wish list for one of these days, if they do the the the, the Boba Fett series or whatever, uh, I, I really would love to see a live action uh, Cab Bane. I, I love that character. Oh yes! <gasps> oh my god! I have a friend who does that as on stilts. And it's amazing. Oh, really? What? Yes. Yes. Shout out to Cog Bane. Yeah. You have to send. Uh, you have to send pictures of that. We'll be watching. Uh, your and he'll Instagram be on stilts time. all day. Oh yeah, it's he's part of the Star Wars steampunk universe. So anybody who's been following me for a while knows it. But can we also talk about how like okay, so you, we always see the Mythosaur, but on this this time on his breastplate, but on the right side we see the the um the symbol for Jester. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, the jester, the little yeah. baseball. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was so cool, and I don't know if it was there before, and I just didn't notice it, or if it, if he added it, but it was just a nice little shout out because we've been sort of, um, you know, seeing little bits of him, even if it's in in like the Mandalorian writing, right? Like we've been seeing things about the mentorship that Jester gave to Jango Fett, kind of sprinkled throughout the season since Boba Fett came back in. Speaking of so, characters, I would like to, I would like to see live action because we had, we had Cad Bane. I would love to see a live Asajj Ventress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a couple quick story elements uh, from this episode. Uh, I, I want to poke about it's, it was an interesting choice that there was absolutely no Grogu. 
Yeah. Just oh yeah, missing. for the first time. And I thought I, I thought at the very end, you know, they may show a you know picture of the door uh, to his little cell with the you know napkin holder cuffs and everything. I want to but see the baby. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it was just a weird pull, and uh, you know, it makes me want to want to know did, what, what happened. Did anything happen to him? You know, it's just this question mark that was so obvious because he wasn't in there at all. More of that build-up method. I, I'm telling you, they're yeah, they're they're withholding. They're withholding. They're really uh, they're really teasing us. They're really teasing us hard. Um, when you said question mark, my eyes immediately went to your little thought bubble up there, Benja. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll make more. <laughs> uh, Go ahead, what's Andy. The, what's the yeah, other? Oh, what's, oh, well, what was the other the other story point that you you had, or did you have another one? Oh, this was interesting. Um, right when the show started, instead of giving um, Mando the normal, you know, really heavy Western theme, um, you know, I usually don't think about music themes the first time I watch it. But this time, when it really played through, it was kind of this more mechanical, um, dare I say, slightly empire-ish sound oh. to his intro. It was not the really natural organic western sound that we usually get that's interesting just, i didn't notice that it, it was a little different yeah so i don't know they're, they're playing with they're some playing. things uh they're just really yeah. uh, i thought were very interesting in this one so so the thing that i wanted to point out is talking about valen hess right and this is important because he's the name he is the namesake for the the, the episode he is the believer right he is the the imperial devout former commander of Mayfeld, right? Um, and and uh, they make a reference to Operation Cinder. So Operation Cinder is uh, did a little research. Operation Cinder is part of a something that appeared in some of the novels uh, about what happened right after Episode Six. And a video but, game, wasn't it? In a video game too. I think so. Um, uh, I think it was. Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember which which one, but I think I wrote it down. People know. So Operation Cinder, the idea of this was that uh, the Emperor basically set aside a bunch of orders for his highest, most skilled commanders and skilled troops, and basically said, "Hey, if I die, y'all suck. So you should tell everyone to show up to these three planets and then just shell the crap out of them." No, they, they use satellites. Satellites oh, with satellite. lasers. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, basically, you if you if you if you let me die, you don't deserve me. So y'all should just die. And like the best of you go off to the outer regions and then we'll rebuild there. But the rest of you suck, right? So what we're, we're he's referring to is it's implied that you know whatever division Mayfeld was with was basically sent to their death and killed by their fellow troops. Presumably, um, um, uh, Valen Hess is one of the commanders that gave the order to kill, you know, all of his compatriots. I'm um, Vernon Khan, right? Uh, yes, right. Vernon. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, no, they use lasers to basically disrupt the wa the weather patterns, so that the 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 planet's basically cooked to death. Oh wow! Very quickly, and and people are telling us it's Battlefront Two. In the oh, chat. cool, nice. So yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a there's a I remember seeing like a, a a video about it and like the emperor's in red, and 
there's like people looking up as these satellites all go, but I think they could only do one planet at a time. I think they had to move the satellites from planet to planet. So I don't know if burning con was first or what, but I would think that if you are on one of these planets and you found out that another planet was burned, you might want to just like get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> and Andy, you kind of threw it away a little bit there, but, um, I actually agree with you that he was the true believer that the that the episode was referencing. I think a lot of people assumed that the believer was um, Migs Mayfeld, um, and that, that seeing him switch into becoming a true believer and the Empire being bad. But I think that the true believer was that guy, um, and his name is Richard Braid, and he he was like um, he was in Batman. Um, he was in, he was the original, um, Night King in Game of Thrones oh, nice. for a few seasons before they brought in, I think they, they ended up having the stunt director be the Night King for the later seasons or the fight choreographer or whatever. But the fact that he, I mean, it's creepy how, yeah. how he's just like, yeah, Fanatical. we yeah. had to burn so, them and I sleep well at night. Yeah. So one quick thing about um about titles, uh, um you know different properties use them for different reasons. When you're talking about chapter titles, episode titles, um, entire titles of movies, uh, a lot of the idea is to get together a not just you know to obviously tell what it is, but to also keep a theme running throughout the the show and the story that's playing in the heads of the people who are reading or watching um the episode so with something like the believer you know you have to put that across all the characters and uh getting into a sense of what that means for the show as a whole and now we've got the mandalorian you know as we said without grogu this time if you take the title and kind of try to apply it to him it's like what does he believe in and we've gotten to the point where he's gotten to a, a very strong belief that Yes, I, you know, this is, I believe in fatherhood of, mm -hmm. you know, this child, this being, uh, this is something I have to take care of. I mean, you know, I'm willing to this show is my the way face in a I'm while, willing. right? Yeah. Right, exactly. So it starts to call into question his beliefs and where he's at. And, you know, so stuff like that, if you, when you go back and rewatch these things, it's something to really take into account, you know, the titling of it. Um, I, was just I just want to throw that. I was just going to say, how much of a literature deep dive do we want to do into that title? I was going to say yeah. that I, I agree with you 100% because on the plot level, it, it is the it is the commanders, you know, um, and, and tying up that bringing Mayfeld's story full circle. Uh, so mm -hmm. on the plot level, it's that. But like you said, and I, I it does, and it actually brings it back full circle to the beginning of, of my discussion about this, this episode, even, uh, where I said that Mayfeld being used as a foil to reveal what the actual uh what the actual like sticking point for mando's character is every relationship that he's built because of grogu has challenged what his definition of the way was yeah and in the episode we finally have mayfeld putting putting that into words is asking basically challenging mando to define what the way is for himself well and, and again we have the mando having to rethink his judgment on a character, whether it was Cobb Vanth, whether or not he was worthy with, of the, of the armor or same thing with Bo-Katan uh, you know uh, now we have him coming into this 
completely distrustful of Mayfield. And by the end of it, you know, he watches him basically just take action, blow up that entire base and turn to him and say, and, and repeating this theme of we all have to sleep at night. Right. Uh, uh, which leads him to him and Kara Dune to basically say, go free. I, I like that once he basically showed them of his own free will that he was chaotic good as well. Yeah. They were like, you can, you can go, man. You can go. It's cool. Can I, can I say my theory all along has been that the, like, because I thought this episode was going to be more like the super friends getting together. Me too. To go on the mission. And now I think it's going, I think that next week's episode is going to be more like, uh, like the end of Empire Strikes Back, where we're like, it's like we're like, we're leaving on doom and gloom. And then we're going to see the super friends gather in the beginning of season three. Season three. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, and, and that Grogu I won't be rescued yeah. until season three. Yeah. I so any, any quick <laughs> any uh aside from that any quick speculations on what we might get with this last episode uh directed by john favreau we don't know what the screenplay is about um we don't know what the title is exactly we don't know the director <laughs> yeah um i'm sorry screenplay john favreau we don't know the um yeah thank you um the one thing i actually want to hit on to uh it did occur to me that this episode was also our, as so many episodes have been backdoor pilots, this was our first taste of what the the Rangers of the New Republic could be. Because that dynamic and contrast of Mayfield and Cara Dune, I mean, it's built right in right there, right? <gasps> she was like straight up turned on by his shooting skills. <laughs> did you see that look she gave she was like damn boy oh, also also yeah all, all the little i actually loved uh cara dune and fennec shand you know giving each other some side eye go yeah like that that whole like uh you know three up top got it you know <laughs> that was awesome i'm so sad about the actress because i love cara dune so much i know <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a an awesome finish i i can't see I can't see how those screw this up. I'm so excited for it. I uh, hope you guys are too. Um, really quickly. The Jedi, the, yeah. I'm, ho I'm hoping that if Grogu contacted a Jedi, they might at least tease that. Yep. And and that leads me into my next thing. The, we got the hanging plot threads. So let's see what we got here. One, did the seeing stone successfully call a Jedi master? Who's out there? Who heard the call? What's going on with that? And the number two, the covert Mandalorians are still around hiding. We've got the armor and um, anybody else who might have survived. So we don't know what's going on with them. The and, potentially, and potentially the armor as a member of the Watch or maybe a former Darth Maul light, right? Ah, uh, yeah. That's right. For people who didn't catch that little um, head nod, literally. Um, <laughs> oh, my head. <laughs> it's almost over Trace. Okay, uh Bo-Katan's building forces to take back Mandalore so we've definitely got more Mandalore drama uh, inter-Mandalorian species action uh, four Moff Gideon still has the dark saber something's got to happen with that um, Moff Gideon experimenting with uh, high M-count blood we got the New Republic and the core worlds um, things are kind of hanging out in in there that may just be a teaser to the ranger show we don't, we're not sure but we suspect that's the case and then we also have ahsoka 
doing her thing, uh, searching for Thrawn and, um, you know, playing around with uh, space owls. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And we got a lot going on. Um, do we, we don't even have a, a, a length on this one. I'm wondering if it's going to be longer, like the end of the first season, right? Yeah, it's got to be a long one, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It will be. There's so much to do to set up, you know, what the plan is. <gasps> and Can we take bets on how long? I think it's going to be 56 minutes. I got Tracy down for 56. Hmm. Let's see. What Andy? Been? Good God. Okay, I'm going to say around 48, just keeping it within range of the longest episode date. I'm going 43 minutes. Although, I think you might be right, Tracy. I think it's going to be crazy long. <laughs> Wait, we still need Lexi's. What did you, what did yeah. you say, Tracy? You said... I said 56 minutes. 52. Ben just said 43. You say 52. Oh, oh are you like straight up um, um, prices writing me? <laughs> Navy. Wait, what, what did you say? Yes. What did you say, Lexi? Fifty-seven. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Okay. <laughs> okay, we've got Ian says two hours. <laughs> um, 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 Wish. Uh, ring capacity. That's Josh. He says sixty-eight minutes. Paul says fifty minutes. Are we writing these all down? I've written uh, I've written down the ones for the group. Actually, Rodney, throw yours out there too. I want to hear. Oh, you gotta, you gotta. Oh, I have a visitor. You can throw it in the chat if you'd like to, Rodney. Oh. <laughs> I have and right on schedule, Tracy. Oh. This is Bailey. my my pookie butt, Bailey. You have your own hat. All right, so we are going to find out how long this last episode will be in one week. I can't wait, but the bets are in. Um. Crap. Uh, we got stuff going on uh, and we've kind of given our predictions for the finale. I don't know. Um, you guys catch us on, on the interwebs on YouTube, as I said, Instagram, we're all at pod squadron. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all your normal podcast channels. Um, uh, Facebook, we're pretty active there as well. So let us know your predictions on what, what you think is going to happen in terms of length. Um, yeah, don't be too spoilery. Put a spoiler alert if you might say something a little spoilery. But, you know, we definitely want to hear what you're thinking about going into this last bit. And we'll make some posts about it, too, as we roll into it. So I'm excited. Anybody else got any uh, last things to say? I'm going to go take some medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Bacta. Need more Bacta. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy floating in the back of the tank. <laughs> Excedrin migraine, here I come. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a that was a good solid solid one. We had a lot of information to cover with the news uh, about the new shows. Twenty twenty one is definitely going to be a good time for us. Uh, we'll definitely uh, have a lot to say about that. And. Um, don't forget, we're not just the Mandalorian show. We're all of Star Wars, so we're going to be getting into a lot of action, and we'll discuss that a little more next week. But next week, we really want to talk mostly about the Mandalorian and the finishing of the season. So um, it'll just be chock full of that and be ready for it. As I said, if you got anything to uh, talk to us about, let us know in the chat, in the comments. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all your podcast streams. Let us know. 
that's our time. We really hope you enjoyed this show. We're having a great time doing it with you. Um, so keep on uh, following us and commenting. Be safe and share. This is Mr. Benja. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Lexi. That's our show. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Andy's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You must remember the truths that we cling to depend on our own point of view. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Mazel tov. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's our show, guys. Uh, Thanks. See you next week. Still on? Oh, my eyes. It's a lawn. It's that awkward dead time. <laughs> How about now? Okay, this is like, How about now? This is like the post-show like post credits, right? Where, where something <laughs> weird happens.